Dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in the Haven which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England just a stone's throw from the English Channel <clears throat> We're here with our honored guest Ananta Kripa Prabhu from London is <clears throat> coming to take a little break and at the same time <clears throat> go out and do Sankirtan with Abhai does Brahmacharya, our chief, um, everything. Actually, he does everything. That's a fact. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> we hope everybody's happy and healthy and safe in this dangerous world we're living in. Srila Prabhupada told us that um, we can't surrender unless we realize just what a dangerous situation we're in. And Krishna is very kind to cause the atmosphere in the world to become periodically so intense that we actually can see for ourselves uh, that it's a very difficult situation, this material world, very dangerous situation. Padam padam pipadam nateisham, Bhagavatam says. Danger at every step. <clears throat> Just like if you're walking on the road and all of a sudden a hailstorm starts with hail stones this big, one on your head and you're dead. What do you do? You just run, instinctively you run to the nearest tree, the nearest shelter, the nearest overhang, anything to get out of that danger. So once we realize what the material world actually is, it's a lot easier for us to actually, moment to moment, surrender to Krishna. And that's what it's all about. Surrender is not a one-off situation. It's moment to moment for the rest of our lives. And even at the moment of death, we have to surrender at that last moment. And all of these years, and all of these events, and all of these things we go through are simply uh, the core study uh, for the final exam when we leave our bodies. Okay. Srimad <clears throat> Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by, from Srila Krishna, uh, Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatan Goswami, senior disciple of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam in a very nice way. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kali Dvandurita Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshak Shadayate 
Sarvada Sarvasevaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madika Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Mandistadaga Madbhagya Madananda Namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin adinichocheta kada hanamun chakadachin mam prem narit kanta yokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we've reached the twelfth chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and we're about to hear the glorious departure of Dhruva Maharaj to the eternal spiritual world. Beginning with text 31. <clears throat> At that time drums and kettle drums resounded from the sky the chief Gandharvas began to sing, and other demigods showered flowers like torrents of rain upon Dhruva Maharaj. Text 32 Dhruva was seated in the transcendental airplane, which was just about to start, when he remembered his poor mother, Suniti. He thought to himself, How shall I go alone to the Vaikuntha planet? and leave my poor leave behind my poor mother purport <clears throat> Dhruva had a feeling of obligation to his mother suniti it was suniti who had given him the clue which had now enabled him to be personally carried to the vaikuntha planet by the associates <clears throat> excuse me of lord vishnu he now remembered her and wanted to take her with him. Actually, Dhruva Maharaja's mother, Suniti, was his Pata Pradarshaka Guru. Pata Pradarshaka Guru means the Guru or the spiritual master who shows the way. Such a Guru is sometimes called Shiksha Guru. Although Nardamuni was his Diksha Guru, initiating spiritual master, Suniti, his mother, was the first who gave him instruction on how to achieve the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
It is the duty of the Shiksha Guru or Diksha Guru to instruct the disciple in the right way. And it depends on the disciple to execute the process. According to Shastric injunctions, there is no difference between the Shiksha and Guru and Diksha Guru. And generally, the Shiksha Guru <coughs> later And generally, the Shiksha Guru later on becomes the Diksha Guru. Still, he is not less obliged. Still, he was not less obliged to Siniti. There was no question of carrying Narada Muni to Vaikuntha Loka, but Dhruva Maharaj thought of his mother. Whatever plan the Supreme Personality of Godhead contemplates, immediately fructifies. Similarly, a devotee who is completely dependent on the Supreme Lord can also fulfill his wishes by the grace of the Lord. The Lord fulfills his wishes independently, but, devo but a devotee fulfills his wishes simply by being dependent on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, as soon as Dhruva Maharaj thought of his poor mother, he was assured by the associates of Vishnu that Suniti was also going to Vaikuntha Loka in another plane. Dhruva Maharaj had thought that he was going alone to Vaikuntha Loka, leaving behind his mother, which was not very auspicious, because people would criticize him for going alone to Vaikuntha Loka and not carrying with him Suniti who had given him so much. But Dhruva also considered that he was not personally the Supreme. Therefore, if Krishna fulfilled his desires, only then would it be possible. Krishna could immediately understand his mind and he told Dhruva that his mother was also going with him. This incident proves that a pure devotee like Dhruva Maharaj can fulfill all his desires. By the grace of the Lord, he becomes exactly like the Lord, and thus, whenever he thinks of anything, his wish is immediately fulfilled. Text 33 The great associates of Bhaikuntha Loka, Nanda and Sunanda, could understand the mind of Dhruva Maharaj, and thus they showed him that his mother, Suniti, was going forward in another plane. Purport This incident proves that the Shiksha, Shiksha or Diksha Guru, who has a disciple who strongly executes devotional service like Dhruva Maharaj, can be carried by the disciple, even though the instructor is not as advanced. Although Suniti was an instructor to Dhruva Maharaj, she could not go to the forest because she was a woman, nor could she execute austerities and penances as Dhruva Maharaj did. Still, Dhruva Maharaj was able to take his mother with him. Similarly, Prahlad Maharaj also delivered his atheistic father, Hiranyakashipu. The conclusion is, that a disciple or an offspring who is very strong 
a very strong devotee can carry him carry with him can carry with him to Vaikuntha Loka either his father, mother, or Shiksha or Diksha Guru. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur used to say, If I could perfectly deliver even one soul back to home, back to Godhead, I would think my mission, propagating Krishna consciousness, to be successful. The Krishna consciousness movement is spreading now through all over the world. And sometimes I think that even though I am crippled in many ways, if one of my disciples becomes as strong as Dhruva Maharaj, then he will be able to carry me with him to Vaikuntha. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Remember that voice. Text 34. While Dhruva Maharaj was passing through space, <clears throat> he gradually saw all the planets of the solar system and on the path he saw all the demigods and their planets showering flowers upon him like rain. Purport There is a Vedic version Kasmin nu bhagavo vigyate sarvamidan vigyatam bhavatiti Mundaka Upanishad 1.3 which means that by knowing the Supreme Personality of Godhead everything becomes known to the devotee. Similarly, by going to the planet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead one can know all the other planetary systems on the path to Vaikuntha. We should remember that Dhruva Maharaja's body was different from our bodies. While boarding the Vaikuntha airplane, his body changed to a completely spiritual golden hue. No one can surpass the higher planets in a material body. But when one gets a spiritual body, he can travel not only to the higher planetary system of this material world, but even to the still higher planetary system known as, the, as Vaikuntha Loka. It is well known that Narada Muni travels everywhere, both in the spiritual and material worlds. It should be noted also that while Suniti was going to Vaikuntha Loka, she also changed her body into a spiritual form. Like Sri Suniti, every mother should train her child to become a devotee like Dhruva Maharaj. Suniti instructed her son even at the age of five years, to be unattached to worldly affairs and to go to the forest to search out the Supreme Lord. She never desired that her son remain at home comfortably without ever undertaking austerities and penances to achieve the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Every mother, like Suniti, must take care of her son and train him to become a brahmachari from the age of five years and to undergo austerities and penances for spiritual realization. The benefit will be that if her son becomes a strong devotee like Dhruva, certainly not only will he be transferred back home, back to Godhead, but she will also be transferred with him to the spiritual world, even though she may be unable to undergo austerities and penances 
and executing devotional service. Text 35 Dhruva Maharaj thus surpassed the seven planetary systems of the great sages who were known as Saptarishi. Beyond that region, he achieved the transcendental situation, situation of permanent life in the planet where Lord Vishnu lives. Purport The airplane was piloted by the two chief associates of Lord Vishnu, namely Sunanda and Nanda. Only such spiritual astronauts can pilot their airplane beyond the seven planets and arrive in the region of eternal blissful life. It is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita also, Prasthasmat to Bhavanyo, that beyond, that beyond this planetary system begins the spiritual sky, where everything is permanent and blissful. The planets there are known as Vishnu Loka or Vaikuntha Loka. Only there can one get an eternal blissful life of knowledge. Below Vaikuntha Loka is the material universe where Lord Brahma and others in Brahma Loka can live until the annihilation of this universe. But, li but that life is not permanent. That is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Abrahma, Bhuvana Loka. Even if one goes to the topmost planet, one cannot achieve eternal life. Only by arriving in Vaikuntha Loka can one live an eternally blissful life. Text 36 The self-effulgent Vaikuntha planets by whose illumination alone all the illuminating planets within this material world give off reflected light cannot be reached by those who are not merciful to other living entities. Only persons who constantly engage in welfare activities for other living entities can reach the Vaikuntha planets. Purport Here is a description of two aspects of the Vaikuntha planets. The first is that in the Vaikuntha sky there is no need of the sun and moon. This is confirmed by the Upanishads as well as Bhagavad Gita. Natad Bhasyate Suryo Nishashanko in the spiritual world, the Vaikuntha Lokas are themselves illuminated. There is therefore no need of sun, moon, or electric light. It is in, it is in fact the illumination of the Vaikuntha Lokas which is reflected in the material sky. Only by this reflection are the suns in the material universes illuminated. After the illumination of the sun, all the stars and moons are illuminated. In other words, all the luminaries in the material sky borrow illumination from Vaikuntha Loka. From this material world, however, people can be transferred to the Vaikuntha Loka if they incessantly engage in welfare activities for all other living entities. Such incessant welfare activities can really be performed 
only in Krishna consciousness. There is no philanthropic work within this material world but Krishna consciousness that can engage a person 24 hours a day. A Krishna conscious being is always engaged in planning how to take all of suffering humanity back home, back to Godhead. Even if one is not successful in reclaiming all the fallen souls back to Godhead, still, because he is Krishna conscious, his path to Vaikuntha is open. He personally <clears throat> becomes qualified to enter the Vaikuntha Lokas, and if anyone follows such a devotee, he also enters into Vaikuntha Loka. Others who engage in envious activities are known as karmis. Karmis are envious of one another. Simply for sense gratification, they can kill thousands of innocent animals. <clears throat> Jnanis are not as sinful as karmis, but they do not try to reclaim others back to Godhead. They perform austerities for their own liberation. Yogis are also engaged in self-aggrandizement by trying to attain mystic powers. But devotees, Vaishnavas, who are servants of the Lord, come forward in the actual field of work in Krishna consciousness to reclaim fallen souls. Only Krishna conscious persons are eligible to enter into the spiritual world. That is clearly stated in this verse and is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, wherein the Lord says that there is no one dearer to Him than those who preach the gospel of Bhagavad Gita to the world. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 37 Persons who are peaceful, equipoised, cleansed, and purified, and to know the art of pleasing all other living entities, keep friendship only with devotees of the Lord. They alone can very easily achieve the perfection of going back home, back to Godhead. Purport The description of this verse fully indicates that only devotees are eligible to enter into the kingdom of Godhead. The first point stated is that devotees are peaceful for they have no demands for their personal sense gratification. They are simply dedicated to the service of the Lord. Karmis cannot be peaceful because they have immense demands for sense gratification. As for jnanis, they cannot be peaceful because they are too busy trying to attain liberation or merge into the existence of the Supreme. Similarly, yogis are also restless to get mystic power. But a devotee is peaceful because he is fully surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thinks of himself as completely helpless. Just as a child feels complete peace in depending on the parent, so a devotee is completely peaceful, for he depends on the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A devotee is equipoised, 
He sees everyone on the same transcendental platform. A devotee knows that although a conditioned soul has a particular type of body according to his past fruitive activities, factually, everyone is part of the Supreme Lord. A devotee sees all living entities with spiritual vision and does not discriminate on the platform of the bodily concept of life. Such qualities develop only in the association of devotees. Without the association of devotees, one cannot advance in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, we have established the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Factually, whoever lives in this society automatically develops Krishna consciousness. Devotees are dear to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is only dear to devotees. On this platform, only can one make progress in Krishna consciousness. Persons in Krishna consciousness or devotees of the Lord can please everyone, as is evident in the Krishna consciousness movement. We invite everyone without discrimination. We request everyone to sit down and chant the Hare Krishna mantra and take as much prasad as we can supply. And thus everyone is pleased with us. This is the qualification. Sarvabhutatma nurajana Sarvabhutat nurajanaha As for purification, no one can be more pure than devotees. Anyone who once utters the name of Vishnu immediately becomes purified inside and outside. Yaksmaret pundirekaksham Since a devotee constantly chants the Hare Krishna mantra, no contamination of the material world can touch him. He is therefore actually purified. Muchi hai shuchi hai yadi krishna bhaje It is said that even a cobbler or person born in a family of a cobbler can be elevated to the position of a brahmana, shuchi, if he takes to Krishna consciousness. Any person who is purely Krishna conscious <laughs> and who engages in chanting the Hare Krishna mantra is the purest in the whole universe. Text 38 In this way, the fully Krishna conscious Dhruva Maharaj, the exalted son of Maharaj Uttanapad, attained the summit of the three statuses of planetary systems. Purport The exact Sanskrit terminology for Krishna consciousness is here mentioned. Krishna Parayanaha Parayana means going forward. Anyone who is going forward to the goal of Krishna is called Krishna Parayana or fully Krishna conscious. The example of Dhruva Maharaj indicates that every Krishna conscious person can expect to reach the topmost summit of all three planetary systems within the universe. 
A Krishna conscious person can occupy an exalted position beyond the imagination of any ambitious materialist. Text 39 Saint Maitreya continued My dear Vidura, descendant of Kuru, as a herd of bulls circumambulates a central pole on their right side, all the luminaries within the universal sky unceasingly circumambulate the abode of Dhruva Maharaj with great force and speed. Purport Each and every planet within the universe travels at a very high speed. From his statement in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, it is understood that even the sun travels 16,000 miles in a second. And from Brahma-saṅgita, we understand from the shloka, yacchakṣo-deva-savita-sakala-grahānam, that the sun is considered to be the eye of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda. And it also has a specific orbit within which it circles. Similarly, all other planets have their specific orbits. But together, all of them encircle the pole star, or Dhruva Loka, where Dhruva Maharaj is situated at the summit of the three worlds. We can only imagine how highly exalted the actual position of a devotee is. And certainly, we cannot even conceive how exalted is the position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 40 After observing the glories of Dhruva Maharaj, the great sage Narada, playing his veena, went to the sacrificial arena of the Prachetas and very happily chanted the following three verses. Purport The great sage Narada was the spiritual master of Dhruva Maharaj. Certainly, he was very glad to see Dhruva's glories. As the father is very happy to see the son's advancement in every respect, so the spiritual master is very happy to observe the ascendancy of his disciple. Text 41 The great sage Narada said, Simply by the influence of his spiritual advancement and powerful austerity, Dhruva Maharaj, the son of Suniti, who was devoted to her husband, acquired an exalted position not possible to attain even for the so-called Vedantists or strict followers of the Vedic principles, not to speak of ordinary human beings. Purport In this verse, the word Veda-vādhina is very significant. Generally, a person who strictly follows the Vedic principles is called Veda-vādhi. There are also so-called Vedantists who advertise themselves as followers of Vedanta philosophy 
but who misinterpret Vedanta. The expression Veda-vāra-rata is also found in the Bhagavad-gītā, referring to persons who are attached to the Vedas without understanding the purport of the Vedas. Such persons may go on talking about the Vedas or may execute austerities in their own way, but it is not possible for them to attain to such an exalted position as Dhruva Maharaj. As far as ordinary kings are concerned, it is not at all possible. The specific mention of kings is significant because formerly kings were also Rajarishis, for the kings were as good as great sages. Dhruva Maharaj was a king, and at the same time he was as learned as a great sage. But without devotional service, neither a great king, a chatriya, nor a great brahmana, strictly adhering to the Vedic principles, can be elevated to the exalted position attained by Dhruva Maharaj. Text 42 The great sage Narada continued, Just see how Dhruva Maharaj, aggrieved at the harsh words of his stepmother, went to the forest at the age of only five years and under my direction underwent austerity. Although, this although the Supreme Personality of Godhead is unconquerable, Dhruva Maharaj defeated him with the specific qualifications possessed by the Lord's devotees. Purport The Supreme, Person the Supreme Godhead is unconquerable. No one can conquer the Lord, but he voluntarily accepts subordination to the devotional qualities of his devotees. For example, Lord Krishna accepted subordination to the control of Mother Yashoda because she was a great devotee. The Lord likes to be under the control of his devotees. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said that everyone comes before the Lord and offers Him exalted prayers. But the Lord does not feel as pleased when offered such prayers as He does when a devotee out of pure love chastises Him as a subordinate. The Lord forgets His exalted position and willingly submits to His pure devotee. Dhruva Maharaj conquered the Supreme Lord because at a very tender age only five years old, he underwent all the austerities of devotional service. This devotional service was, of course, executed under the direction of the great sage Narada. This is the first principle of devotional service, Ada Guru Ashrayam. In the beginning, one must accept a bona fide spiritual master. And if a devotee follows strictly the direction of the spiritual master, as Dhruva Maharaj followed the instruction of Narada Muni, then it is not difficult for him to achieve the favor of the Lord. The sum total of devo devotional qualities is development of unalloyed love for Krishna. This unalloyed love for Krishna can be achieved simply by hearing about Krishna. 
Shall I repeat that again? Oh, all right. The sum total of devotional qualities is development of unalloyed love for Krishna. This unalloyed love for Krishna can be achieved simply by hearing about Krishna. Lord Chaitanya accepted this principle that if one in any position submissively hears the transcendental message spoken by Krishna or about Krishna, then gradually he develops the quality of unalloyed love. And by that love only he can conquer the unconquerable. The Mayabadi philosophers aspire to become one with the Supreme Lord, but a devotee surpasses that position. Not only does a devotee become one in quality with the Supreme Lord, but he sometimes becomes the father, mother, or master of the Lord. Arjuna also, by his devotional service, made Lord Krishna his chariot driver. He ordered the Lord, put my chariot here, and the Lord executed his order. These are some examples of how a devotee can acquire the exalted position of conquering the unconquerable. Text 43 Dhruva Maharaj attained an exalted position at the age of only five or six years old, six years, after undergoing austerity for six months. Alas, a great Kshatriya cannot achieve such a position even after undergoing austerities for many, many years. Purport Dhruva Maharaj is described herein as Chatrabandhu, which indicates that he was not fully trained as a Chatriya because he was only five years old. He was not a mature Chatriya. A Chatriya or Brahmana has to take training. A boy born in the family of a Brahmana is not immediately a Brahmana. He has to take up the training and the purificatory process. The great sage Narada Muni was very proud of having a devotee disciple like Dhruva Maharaj. He had many other disciples, but he was very pleased with Dhruva Maharaj because in one lifetime, by dint of his severe penances and austerities, he had achieved Vaikuntha, which was never achieved by any other king's son or Rajarshi throughout the whole universe. There is, an inst- there is the instance of the great king Bharat, who was also a great devotee, but he attained Vaikuntha Loka in three lives. In the first life, although he executed austerities in the forest, he became a victim of too much affection for a small deer, and in his next life he had to take birth as a deer. Although he had a deer's body, he remembered his spiritual position, but he still had to wait until the next life for perfection. In the next life he took birth as Jadvarat. Of course, in that life he was completely freed from all material entanglement, and he attained perfection and was elevated to Vaikuntha Loka. The lesson from the life of Dhruva Maharaj 
is that if one likes, one can attain Vaikuntha Loka in one life without waiting for many other lives. My Guru Maharaj, Sri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada used to say that every one of his disciples could attain Vaikuntha Loka in this life without waiting for another life to execute devotional service. One simply has to become as serious and sincere as Dhruva Maharaj. Then it is quite possible to attain Vaikuntha Loka and go back home, back to Godhead in one life. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi Dhruva Maharaj ki jāi Alright, that brings us to, believe it or not, 8.05. That was a good 35-40 minutes of reading. In one minute. Okay, we'll stop our reading here and start tomorrow at text 44. In the meantime, we'll hope that the devotees, the assembled devotees, will bless us with their reflections. Remind us of all the gems that were in these verses and purports we just read. Hare Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sri Bhagavatam. Greetings to all from Radhadesh, Belgium. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. And from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. <clears throat> well, Anandamurti, the pleasure is all mine. Hare Krishna. And Sudevi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sudevi Dasi, I say, Hare Krishna to you too. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Thank you for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my obeisances. I caught up with you at last. It's amazing how quickly we go through these books by reading a small amount each day. Drops, mm. drops a day wear the stone away. Mm. I like the point that helplessness brings about peace for a devotee. He is dependent on the Lord and thus feels at peace as he is no longer trying to be independent of his actual position. Mm. Hare Krishna. Thanks for that, Jim. Could you repeat it again? I like the point that helplessness brings about peace for a devotee. Mm. He is dependent on the Lord and thus feels at peace as he is no longer trying to be independent of his actual position. That's correct. Exactly correct. And he uses the example of the child who feels completely safe in the, under the protection of his parent. 
Next is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, happy to catch the tale of the reading and being able to hear your bright voice bringing enlightened wisdom to one and all. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. And from Saksham Kumar. Saksham Kumar. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Guruji. British Queen died recently. The responses are very mixed around the world. How do you feel about it? Uh, well, whatever the feelings are around the world, we're here in the UK and we couldn't help but notice that tens of millions of people uh, turned out to offer their, their condolences and their respects to the, to the Queen, who they felt was like their mother. Because the fact is that it is natural for the human society to want to have a king or a queen. But because the nature of the uh, monarchical system uh, became degraded, no doubt, um, the system is partially lost. But there's still a remnant of it here in this country. And even though there's so many uh, negative things that are going on, the economy, the politics, this and that and the other thing, uh, still the people felt, and they were interviewed, thousands of them were interviewed, how they felt. And they all felt uh, a deep sense of unity uh, through this queen who for 70 years uh, was kind of a, a, a unifying force even though she's not a queen in the same sense as in the Vedic age but she was definitely uh, a, a calming infant in, uh, influence over the 70 years she reigned she gave speeches you know every year at least once a year at Christmas in other times, in times of emergency, during the COVID, and it actually helped to uh, calm people's anxieties. So I would say that uh, her passing away uh, showed that there is still some remnant of that system in the, uh, what do they call, constant, the constitutional monarchy of the UK so if the monarch is fully Christian conscious then it's an ideal situation but that time has passed so uh, now the democracies are, democracies are fighting with each other and the communist countries and authoritarian countries are fighting the Western democratic countries. Everyone's fighting with everyone else. But during the few days of the very intense 1,000 year uh, ritual of, of changing from one king to a queen or queen to a king, there was a sense 
of sobriety and almost, you could say, religious feeling of the empowerment of God. So Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Purusham Rishu, I am the ability in man. And Tejas Tejas Inamaham, I am the strength of the strong, the power of the powerful. Uh, we should see Krishna in that. When we see somebody so powerful, this person met 14 presidents of the United States in, during her reign. That's a lot. And she got the respect of everyone. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Rupa? Yes, Bhakta Rupa. He said, can't help but mention how Radhe Sham are glowing from your altar. Yes, they are actually. <laughs> Shall I explain this darshan? Yes. You see in the background there are some tents. Are you making some gonna make it closer? Our our techie uh Abayas Das Brahmachari is trying to make the picture focus in on the Okay, it's in. Okay? Yeah. So there you see in the background some tents and you see Balaram is blowing a conch shell. This is in Kurukshetra. And the pastime is you see two gopis there and Radharani is there and Krishna, he's got a big crown on him. Usually Krishna doesn't wear that kind of crown in Nubrajadam. This is in Nubrajadam, this, this darshan. Many years ago, actually. And Radharani is trying to convince him to come back to Vrindavan. And, of course, this is my devotional speculation. But Krishna has picked up his flute in order to make her feel more comfortable. And he's inviting her back to, to go with him to Dwarka. And Radha and Rani says, No, sorry, we can only be in Vrindavan, so you have to come with us. So that's a very deep uh, and touching uh, pastime. Hare Krishna. And from Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Ho. Thank you for your nice reading of Sri the mm. Prabhupada's rendering of Dhruva Maharaj's journey back to Godhead. Mm. It is very blissful to listen to your readings of Bhaktivedanta purports. Mm. Sri the Prabhupada Ki Jai, daily readings Ki Jai. Jai is Divine Grace Sri the Prabhupada Ki Jai. Ki. Bhaktivedanta purports Ki Jai. And he also has a gem from this evening. Yes. From 4.12.36. A Krishna conscious being has always engage, engaged in planning how to take all of suffering humanity back home, back to Godhead. 
Even if one is not successful in reclaiming all the fallen souls back to Godhead, still because he is Krishna conscious, his path to Vaikuntha Loka is open. He personally becomes qualified to enter the Vaikuntha Lokas, and if anyone follows such a devotee, he also enters into Vaikuntha Loka. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai, Srila Prabhupada. We're reading Prabhupada Nilamrita again. For a, it has been a very long time since I read it and it is so inspirational to hear about how Śrīla Prabhupāda even when he had no followers and he had no facilities he was still writing and writing and writing about the need for an international society and he was planning for it from the very beginning even in the 40s, 50s Hare Krishna. Next is from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. There were a couple of things I really appreciated hearing at the beginning of tonight's reading. Mm. It was nice to see how much gratitude and indebtedness Dhruva Maharaj had towards his mother and his desire to take her back to Godhead with him. Ah. We also heard that a very strong disciple can actually help his seniors back to Godhead by the strength of devotional service. Mm. It really makes me appreciate how important book distribution is. Any single person I give a book to might become a pure devotee, remember me favorably, and help drag me back to Godhead by the strength of their devotional <laughs> service. There you go. That's a very nice idea. I was thinking the same thing when Prabhupada was talking about how he hoped that if one of his disciples could become the strongest Dhruva Maharaj, he could carry him back to God and with him. <laughs> of course, Prabhupada is taking all of us back to God, and so he doesn't need that. But still some of us feel that way. Hare Krishna. Okay, and that the creeper has something to say about that. Question. Oh. Mm. Thank you, Maharaj, for reading. Um, in one purport, Srila Prabhupada writes that the sum total of devotional qualities is the development of unalloyed love for Krishna. And this unalloyed love for Krishna can be achieved simply by hearing about Krishna. And then he mentioned about Lord Chaitanya accepted this principle that if one in any position submissively hears the transcendental message spoken by Krishna or about Krishna, then gradually develops the quality of an alloyed love, and by that love only he can conquer the unconquerable. So, my question was uh, is there. Um, is there a balance to have between uh, hearing and chanting? Not too much, but not too less hearing. And oh, you cannot hear and chant too much. When you go out and distribute books, you're hearing and chanting. When you worship the deities, you're hearing and chanting. Mm. 
when you cook for Krishna, you're hearing and chanting. We have our example. He's always got his earbuds in and he's listening. You can't hear too much. And then when your hearing becomes pure, that means when you're completely submissive and there's no more, when your heart is pure and there's no resistance in the heart to the pastimes of Krishna, then the pastimes of Krishna, when they're actually understood that way, are non-different than seeing Krishna face to face. It's so important. It's the essence of devotional service. There's no question of a balance. You're just here 24-7 while you're doing all your other services. Dasmat sarveshu kaleshu mam anusmara yujaja. Do your duty. In this case, in Farajan's case, it was fighting, killing on a battlefield. Mam anusmara yujaja. While he was supposed to do that, while he was doing that, of course, he had Krishna sitting on his chariot. It was very little easier than for us. <laughs> but still, it's the principle. Mm -hmm. If you actually do your services for the pleasure of Krishna, you are thinking about Krishna, even while you're doing your services. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Okay, next is from Gauranga Gopal. Yes, Gauranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. The more we introduce new souls to the process of bhakti, the more chance we have to meet someone who will eventually perfect his life. Mm. Then, if out of gratitude for his Pathapadarshaka Guru, <laughs> he remembers him at the time when the servants of his Lord come to pick him up to go back to Godhead, we may be able to catch a hitch with him <laughs> by Kunta airplane and also go back to Krishna. And if we serve great Vaishnavas along the way, we may get their blessings that can convince the Lord to let us in as well. So in summary, am I right to understand that we can go back home by the gratitude of those we introduce to Krishna and also by getting the blessings of great devotees? Absolutely. You can't take a step forward without the blessings of the devotees. That's why in this age of quarrel and dissent, when devotees quarrel with one another over one issue or another, or one conspiracy theory or another, they lose this most valuable gift, the opportunity to go back to Godhead by the blessings of the devotees. So it's most important that we don't offend devotees, don't unnecessarily criticize devotees. Sometimes we're in the position of spiritual master or we have a, a temple that we're administrating or other relationships uh, of subordinate and, and, and following devotees, you have to uh, correct devotees and train them, you know, help them overcome 
their bad habits or whatever. But uh, still, um, we should never criticize unnecessarily the devotees. Uh, for not for good reason. And there's something called constructive uh, criticism uh, to help devotees come to Christian consciousness. But when we criticize them, just just to criticize them, it's very dangerous. The most dangerous thing we can do. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, thank you for sharing the pastime of your beautiful darshan. Well, Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Bhaktin Maxine. Yes, Bhaktin Maxine. She says, Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. Jai. Thank you so much for reading. I would like to mention that the picture underneath the plug socket actually looks like a head of a tortoise. <laughs> Haribo. Yes, that is the predominating deity of the Govardhan, uh, the, the town of Govardhan. It is a Govardhan Shiva, and it, it sticks right up out of the hill, and they built a temple around it. So it's being worshipped as it's still in the hill. And from Subara? Yes, Subara. Hare Krishna Maharaj. What time of the day do you read Prabhupada Lilamrita? Is your reading available offline through Facebook or YouTube? No, but we are going to read the whole Prabhupada Lilamrita uh, at least the uh, lifetime in preparation, but hopefully the whole thing, after we finish the Bhagavatam in our daily readings. The times that we meet, that we're reading it during the day now, they vary too much to be able to make it a schedule. I'm from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. We also heard in purport to verse 40, quote, As a father is very happy to see the son's advancement in every respect, so the spiritual master is very happy to observe the ascendancy of his disciple. Unquote. This is another transcendental trick to go back home quickly, making the spiritual master happy. So the spiritual master loves to hear about the disciple's advancement, but I feel sometimes a little shy to share about my life with him by fear of bothering him or thinking it to be not so important. That sounds like false humility after hearing this statement by Prabhupada. Am I right to think that? Well, it's, ne it's never wrong to feel humble and to feel helpless. Uh, there's nothing wrong about that. Krishna's in the heart of everyone. He knows what everyone's doing. He knows, uh, he gives the information to the spiritual master that the spiritual master needs to know. The spiritual master isn't Krishna, 
directly and he doesn't know everything the way Krishna knows it but he knows everything in the sense that he accepts fully Krishna and because of that relationship Krishna gives him the information he needs uh, to direct the disciple properly. Hare Krishna. Again, you've all done it. You've you've given so many lovely reflections and questions and um, brought out different jewels, different gems in Prabhupada's purports for us to all relish hearing again. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topics, as we hear the final uh, uh, results of Dhruva Maharaj's going back to Godhead. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.